This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Life is about stepping into our power as conscious creators to live the life we want to experience and enabling others to do the same. Valeria Tellis interviews Manika Kiravel. She's an online holistic healing mindset coach, in-person hypnosis practitioner, and speaker. Manika Kiravel's aim is to inspire and expand our collective conscious. She has had a wild and surreal life. Around the age of 12, she began having out-of-body experiences on a nightly basis. At the age of 13, she experienced her first conscious telepathic communication, and by 18, she knew that no matter how much trouble she stirred up, that she was taken care of and divinely guided. All of these experiences have shaped who she is today, a life coach who helps her clients experience their true purpose, potential, and innate sense of divinity and well-being. Manika's personal and professional goal is to help us know and feel our true potential and power so we can move through this life experience with complete confidence. In her 30s, Manika moved back to the United States to treat her mother. She suffered from disabling migraines and had lost her job two years prior at the hospital where she had worked for over 30 years. Using 100% natural techniques and energy medicine, her mother's health rebounded within three weeks. Manika chose to stay close to home and settled once again in California, this time in San Diego. Having come full circle, she is back in America as an awakened conscious creator. She embraced music and the arts again because she finally achieved some semblance of balance, creating for the joy of creating, letting go of limiting beliefs and comparisons, and coming from a more authentic place. Manika truly believes and lives by the motto that life is supposed to be fun, prosperous, fulfilling, and enjoyable. Meet Menika at kiravel.com. Here's the interview with Menika Kiravel. In your own words, who is Menika Kiravel? <laughs> Uh, I'm a life coach. I am an artist. I'm a human being. And my goals really in life are to be the most empowered version of myself and to help others be the most empowered versions of themselves. Because I think it's fun. And that's the kind of world I want to live in where everyone's empowered and we have clarity and we're tuned into our own guidance and really able to milk life for all of its gifts. 
when you talk about being empowered, of being the best version of ourselves, what is the destination for that? Is there a destination? What is the yeah the ultimate goal you know, of getting there? Well, I think that being the best version of yourself is the version of yourself where you're enjoying life mm, and right. you feel clear, you feel easy, you feel relaxed. And I think ultimately it's about how you journey through life. We don't take anything with us. Um, of course, we have goals and things we want to create or manifest and we're always manifesting. And of course, we want to manifest the best you know, the most ideal, successful version of everything. But I found that the easiest way to get there is to practice that along the journey. So the destination for some may be the outcome, but I think the most powerful way to get that outcome is to integrate that best version of yourself, meaning thinking from that version of yourself and the vibe that version of yourself would have if they did have the outcome that they wanted. And that makes the journey you know, more enjoyable. So I think it's the means and the ends. I love that, Manika. That makes a lot of sense to me. Being now what we wish to be in the future, <laughs> because the future might never come. And it's who we really are. It's who we really are. I was sitting in ceremony a few months ago, and it was a pretty challenging journey. And it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns kind of experience. But I felt, I remember thinking to myself, it doesn't matter as much what's happening in on the outside. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. It matters what you do with it. And why do I have to change who I am based on what's happening outside of myself? So I had that kind of, I mean, I had already had that realization, but, you know, each time I realized it, I got a little deeper with it. And so it's like moving through life kind of conditionless where you are, in your own power, you are content, you can see the gifts in life, you know, you're kind of cup half full in your attitude and perspective. And again, it, it puts you in a state where you can really create whatever it is that you want. You're always going to have the essence of whatever it is you want, and you can get as specific as you want. Um, and you have that power when you're moving from that, that kind of space instead of kind of unfortunately, like wasting your energy in worry or concern or any of the other emotions. I often ask the question to not to everyone, but I'll ask you, is that possible to really realize the what we call unconditioned or unconditioned love, life or anything coming from a conditioned body and mind? How possible is that, Manika? Well, I think it depends on how persistent you are. And I, I think it's a dance. Yeah, I yeah. see it as like a top spinning in the middle and you're kind of dancing around in life, you know, almost like bumper cars, ping-ponging off uh -huh. of things in reality. Uh -huh. Your job is to be in alignment with the feeling of having whatever it is that you desire in life. And I kind of think of it like my personal journey anyway is like having the attitude of a child, but with wisdom, yeah, yeah. you're lost in the moment. You don't have an agenda yeah. per se, but you're, you're genuinely present and enjoying life. Now, is that possible to sustain over a whole human lifetime? Mm. I'm sure anything is possible. Everything is possible, but mm. I don't think that's the point, I don't think it's necessarily the point to achieve some kind of perfect anything because we're constantly evolving. You, you get to a point and then before you know it, you have the desire for new, 
because variety is the spice of life. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the edges of that and it might be a bit uncomfortable. So you fall out of alignment a little bit and then you re readjust and recalibrate. So I, my goal is to be in alignment as much as possible, but it's totally normal. And I think it's very healthy and even expected to move out of that because when you move into a new sphere of expansion, you know, then it's going to be a bit uncomfortable. It'll be unknown. Mm. That makes any sense. And so then you take a little time operating and figuring it out and then you get back into that space. Uh, Yeah, the unknown. (laughs) I have to breathe deeper (laughs) in the contemplation of that. Everything is the unknown, isn't it? Talking now, what I call I, me, which is always changing, or life itself that's always changing. But everything is, it's the unknown. We claim to know, but that's because we're coming from that place of that, let's say, the separated wholeness that owned the reality, this reality, uh, or piece of reality, per se. I love that idea, though, that it's not an idea. It's actually, it might be the ultimate truth that everything's unknowable and unknown. But then we have attached all these knowable knowledge and ideas, concepts, because that's kind of challenging to say, but insecurities, isn't it? We cannot really handle the unknown or the mean, the separated wholeness part of us. It cannot understand that this is beautiful as it is, that we are a miracle. It's a miracle to be here. Yeah, I have to agree. There's, I think there's a beauty in just being constantly curious and being open to more and more and more. And it can't all be known. Or perhaps it can be, but at this point in human history and where we, most of us are, can it all be known? We don't even need to know it all. But Mm -hmm. I think what we can know is, is that we can know some basics. We can know that love is important and then discernment is important and having a balance is important between self-love and love for all that is. So there's things that you can know that can make the journey, I think, more enjoyable and more easy. And then there's things that are unknown. And then that's, you know, part of the beautiful journey is it's all on the way. You know, you're constantly unfolding and you're expanding and you're learning new things, but being okay with where you are. And I think having some of the basic kind of what really works for you, like, for example, moving with compassion and grace is a much smoother ride than moving, resisting, reacting and you know, upset about what's going on externally, for example, but moving through life with peace of mind and and a broader perspective so that there's understanding for the self and compassion as you're moving through life. For example, you know, this is something you can know through experience. I prefer this kind of path. So I wonder if there's anything that we can somehow perceive or realize that doesn't come from experience. Have you had an insight on that, uh, Manika? Well, when you say experience, I mean, I can speak through my human experience, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. many experiences yeah. um, that are kind of outside of my, my everyday consciousness. And for example, the experiences I've had in dreams or the experiences I've had subconsciously, astral projection, whatever it may be. I mean, I'm just... Yeah just popping off my mind, but there, can you know something that's not in your experience? Yeah, for sure. That's what expansion is, right? It's the Mm. unfolding as it's coming along. Mm. I mean, just to keep it super basic, it's like everything's cool. 
everything's possible. If you can imagine it, it exists. It's possible. So yeah, I don't think there's any like black or white answer. Right. For almost anything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Healing. What is healing to you? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? See, what is healing to me? Well, yeah. I think, I suppose that's a really broad question. But in this context, I think it is about coming into alignment, making peace with whatever feelings are coming up for you, whatever stories you've had, coming to a place where there is great understanding for the experiences you've had. And once you make peace with that, I feel like that's where the healing is. So part of part of the work that I'm doing right now, um, I do quantum healing hypnosis technique as taught by Dolores Cannon and uh, her family, actually, her daughter, I think, runs the organization now. And in that, in many of those hypnosis sessions, she's an author and hypnotherapist. She passed away in 2014, or transitioned rather. She, uh, in those sessions, those thousands and thousands of sessions, you know, there was deep healing that took place in that people understood the messaging why they had certain, you know, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, even sometimes on the mental, mental level, mental symptoms and reactions and things like that. And they were given stories, for example, past lives, present memories, and given a different perspective. And in having that different perspective, they were able to see the situation from that broader perspective, oftentimes, seeing the other person's side of you, seeing their soul's purpose in it seeing from this broader perspective allowed them to understand the whole situation differently. And when that happened, there is greater understanding, there may be compassion, there may be more love, whatever is that was missing, because that's usually what the messaging is about, something about your perspective, and in that there is healing. So from this perspective, what I just shared, I would say healing often takes place when there's just a shift in perspective. And then once there's an understanding from a different perspective and that is addressed and integrated, then healing happens. And eventually you can get to a point where you've done this so many times in so many subjects in so many different ways at the emotional level, mental level, physical level that you can quantum jump. I mean, we're actually quantum jumping all the time, but for many people it doesn't, the reflection doesn't change because they're not, the reflection changes in correlation to how fast you change vibrationally mm. in the paradigm that I subscribe to. So when people are shifting their perspective again and again and again, and then seeing how their life changes and the healing takes place in their heart and in the external reality, eventually you can get to a place where you don't need to spend as much time processing. You don't need to spend as much time on the stories that are going to help you change your perspective if that makes sense. And you can start, you're just in alignment more and there's less and less that you need to process or confront or transform because you're already there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it very much does. We're talking kind of abstractly, so I can give examples. Yeah. Um, I'd actually love to give an example. Yeah. yeah. The story that I shared with you, it's on my blog, on my website. Yeah. I shared that in a podcast years ago as well. And it was one of the most pivotal uh, experiences in my life. Uh, I had had fairly rough upbringing. My father was uh, pretty difficult and I had a lot of resentment against him unknowingly. I mean, I knew, but then he passed away in 2002 
And it was actually a relief for me because the relationship was so strained. And that, that, you know, like my upbringing, people can read about it in more detail if, if this interest and resonates with them. In any case, 2002, he passed away. And several years later, I was living in Australia at the time. I was in a really beautiful meditation session, which is probably why the following event happened. I was in the meditation. I was in a very good space and chit-chatting with one of my guides. And then my father shows up, my late father. And it was amazing that I was in such a good space, but I was not very pleased per se. I was surprised, but I wasn't pleased to see him. And I felt my guide had kind of cajoled me and said, hey, you know, this is really worth it. Like, just give him a moment and see what he has to say. Completely uninvited, at least on the conscious level for me. I guess I was finally ready to hear his message. And he just looked at me and he said, I just wanted to say I'm so sorry for the way I treated you and your mother. I didn't have the knowledge or power to do better in that lifetime. And you know, and I, I was a bit snarky about it, actually. I said, okay, thanks. Message received. And then my guide gave me these giant golden shears. Okay. And I did study neuro-linguistic programming a couple years later. And this is actually one of the techniques they use, but I didn't know anything of that consciously um, at the time of this uh, experience. So my guide gives me these giant golden shears and he says, now cut the cord between you and your father. And I was like, with pleasure. And right when I went to cut it, I'd say, you know, it's like a millimeter from the silvery thread uh, between me and my father. And right about a millimeter away, the scissors stopped. And in a split second, you know, it's just like the stories you've heard of people who are in NDEs, who have near-death experiences. And the amount of information I had access to in in that moment, that whatever time pocket that was, few seconds, I had this experience of me and my father and our different relationships in many lifetimes and not all human, but just many, many lifetimes. I mean, it was just like seeing your whole life pass in like a second. It was like that, but it was me and my father's relationships. And I could see us as, you know, friends, neighbors, brothers, sister, I mean, you name it. And so much love. We were like, in the same soul group kind of sense, you know, like almost like a soul family. And we decided to play together in many, many lifetimes. So with that experience, I then cut the cord. And then the next day I woke up with tremendous pain coming out of my thoracic region and my spine behind my heart chakra. And I could barely breathe, but I was enrolled in some myofascial courses. And I think I was heading to an iridology course that day. I was part of the series. And I had gone to the course or gone to the the lecture hall and there were some kind of intuitives there, people who were into energy medicine. I, I was familiar with it, but I hadn't really made the connection yet. So this is that experience that changed everything for me. And one of the intuitives came up to me and she said, oh my God, what is happening to you? You know, my goodness, what's, what's going on? I see bitterness and rage coming out of your back. And I was like, I'm like, is that what it is? Because I can barely breathe. And I'm in a lot of excruciating pain. And she goes, it's okay. It'll clear in 48 48 hours. And she did a wonderful myofascial technique called Bowen. That's what I was studying at the time as well on me. And, you know, just a few minutes, some quick moves. And 48 hours later, the pain had had subsided completely. But really, in the next two months, 
I had incredible results, like in the sense that I had always felt there was like this subtle thread in my consciousness, awareness of feeling misunderstood by people, of not really connecting at a deeper level. And I didn't give it a lot of conscious attention. You know, it had been like that since I was a child. So I just kind of got used to it and, you know, did the best I could. But in the next following two months, people started, friends, old friends, people I thought who were friends, wrote me from around the world and started to write me letters of forgiveness and apology and clearing up the misunderstandings, just saying, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Out of nowhere, several. And I even went to India after that. And um, I was really off grid. I was just floating around for a few years, studying a lot, meditating and, you know, on a very like personal journey of introspection and surf yeah. <laughs> had to throw that in there. And <laughs> the yeah, fun, the fun. And my fa- yeah. My father's sister, my aunt, who I never really vibed with came up to me out of the blue and she said, I got a touching, you know, in our culture, this is kind of like an intuitive hit. You would be here. And she had been waiting there for like two days or something like that. And she just apologized for, you know, the things she had said when I was a child and the, the way I was treated. And this, And from that day on, my relationships next leveled. Like I did not have that feeling of misunderstanding or being, you know, not seen or not heard or whatever the subtleties of those feelings were. And so I just share that as a story of like my perspective changed because I started to understand he did the best he could in this life. And I would not be who I am. My mother would not be who she is if if he didn't play that kind of character and it was the best he could, you know, given that he didn't have full awareness of who he is. When we come onto this earth plane, we lose awareness of who we really are. It's part of the, part of the challenge, if you will, of taking on an earth life. And so it shifted my perspective. I started to see things from a much broader perspective. I made the connection that, you know, all of these things, whether they show up physically, mentally, or spiritually, emotionally, however they show up for you, your energy is at the basis of it. So just for me shifting my perspective of my father and and understanding this and having compassion, he taught me forgiveness through this. And now I think of it with love. You know, I think of him with really a lot of appreciation and gratitude because it shifted the whole trajectory of my my work, my perspective, my life, and I move with so much more love and understanding. And of course, there were many more lessons. It's not like it was all in one, but I'm just giving that as an example that the power of shifting your perspective. Right. Yeah. How it will change everything in your life. And it does. Yeah, very much does. And I, I often wonder if it always takes suffering for that to happen. Would you say so? Or can we learn from a different space? Well, that's what I was I was kind of alluding to earlier. I think that once you experience transformation again and again through pain or suffering or contrast, rather, you know, it doesn't always have to be like something traumatic or super severe. But as you start to see that, then eventually you just kind of take the high road. You start to take the road of peace, of Mm. path, of love, Mm. of whatever, and you don't need to keep hitting the wall again and again and again, Mm. if that makes sense. Like that's what, that's what wisdom is. You start to integrate the knowledge, the experiences you've had so that you don't have to go through that whole segue or like side trip, if you will. It's not necessary, but 
some people, that's the way we learn in certain subjects. That's just what we choose, you know, or that's what we need. But I certainly don't think it's necessary. The suffering at some point. Yeah, I agree. Although some people, they seem not to learn with the lessons, uh, the pain that they have had. And I, yeah, I often wonder why. Some of us are able to take this path of awakening. I love the way you say you called awakened conscious creator. That's the term you use. And some of us don't need, will never know what that is in a way. So that is, a, it might be the mystery, right? Part of the unknown. Well, I think it's like different, we're all in different places on our journey. And I think that's why, you know, that's why some folks are here to help you know, it's like when you're in school together, you know, there's, there's freshmen and then there's seniors, you know? So it's not that you look, it's not that you would look, I suppose some people do look up to their seniors and their guides, but you wouldn't look down on somebody who's just hasn't been through the same experiences. You know, you, you would probably help them out. You know, if your kid brother or your kid sister is, you know, in fifth grade and you're in eighth grade, you, you might help them out. Right. So I think it's the same way here. And that's, again, like it's having a broader perspective on life. We're just not all in the same place and we're here to help each other out, you know, along with the earth and and just be part of the, you know, part of the up-leveling, if you will. Do you envision or do you have this vision for new earth? As I think Eckhart Tolle says that in a lot of people that I talk to. And And Dolores Cannon. Yeah. I've had my own personal experiences where I do feel, you know, the earth to me is a living conscious entity. And just like everything is filled with sentience, different levels and different, uh, I don't even like to use the word levels because it makes it sound hierarchical, but different kinds of sentience in everything. But the underlying is, you know, this life force, like this love, this energy of love, this infinite intelligence source, whatever, God, however you want to name it. And sorry, I got a little distracted. What was the question? (laughs) Yes, the vision for a new reality, a new world, a new earth. Yeah. So the earth is, the earth is going through what I truly believe is an ascension process where she's ready to, to move on. And all the beings that are within her domain, you know, that she, she provides a home to, and many of them are not even on this kind of physical dimension where we can perceive it. Many, some people can perceive different dimensions. Some people can't. It's okay. We're all in different places and we have different gifts that are available to us at the moment. But yes, I do believe just like we have desires and we're constantly expanding, you know, whether it's you want, you know, to make a career move in your life or whether you want to have more inner peace in your life. We have spiritual goals, physical goals, all sorts of, it's no different for any other sentient creature, you know, like maybe they don't think in the same way, like an animal or a plant or bacteria or whatever. They don't maybe necessarily have the same thought processes we do, but yeah, there's always this desire for wellness, for growth, for expansion. That's just innate in the nature things. And so the earth as well, and her consciousness is incredibly refined. And I'm even comfortable saying far beyond our capacity as human beings, just because of the limitations of our, of our craft and how much energy we have available here to us. But 
her level of consciousness, she's also ready to expand in a new way. And so, yeah, part of this whole, the reason there's been such so much transformation from, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many other light workers, is because human, she wants humanity and all of her residents, if you will, to come with. So this is an opportunity to, to be with her during expansion. And if not, it's totally okay. They, these souls who are not on board with it, they will, you know, take lives on in a similar environment to earth at another time. It just depends on what the soul's purpose is at that time. I mean, even to say soul's purpose is so misleading because all source and, you know, we come together in groups, we come separately, we come, we can come in and enter at different times with more and more energy. I mean, it's, it's so varied and so intricate and it's absolutely mind blowing, mm, but yeah, to keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like unconditional love when I hear you saying that about the earth and uh, this expansion of earth. It's uh, yeah. It holds space for everything. Um, no judgments, right? At all. I had a phenomenal experience on New Year's of this year. It was kind of a divine, a divine experience. I was out in the desert and I was out looking at the stars. It was a full moon. I was with my partner at the time. And I don't know if it was just the power of whatever, everything. Mm. And all of a sudden, I had the experience of merging with planetary consciousness just for like a moment. Right. And it was so vast. It was so amazing. And it's, I've had this experience a few times, but each time it's like a different facet of her consciousness, just like we have different facets of our consciousness. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're in service mode. Sometimes we're in, you know, pleasure mode. I mean, and there's overlap between them. Sometimes we're in, you know, we're just chilling with our friends mode. Sometimes it's flow state. It's different kinds of states of consciousness because we're all multidimensional, multifaceted beings. And she is no different. But I had this phenomenal experience where she, she wanted to create, she took a deep breath and I'm an artist as well. And I just could really resonate with that expression. And I was almost like, I expected her to create some art and she did. It's like she connected to every particle of air. She was connected to the wind, the gestalts. She was connected to every human, every blade of grass. She could tap into the consciousness of everything. Mm -hmm. And just with that breath, I kid you not, I mean, you really got to be on the level to believe this, but mm -hmm. she took breath and just exhaled. And it's just like more like her consciousness, you know, like the same kind of like rhythm that we have with breath. Yeah. It's just, and the clouds mm. moved, the wind moved. There was just like this, and in the sky surrounding the moon, it just became this like geometrical mm. configuration. Mm. And then like a few moments later, you know, the wind came and like swept it all away. Mm. But it was like, you know, her work of art and it was like, so mind-blowing, but I was even more stunned, just overwhelmed by how much love and well-being, you know, you hear Abraham Hicks talk about the love and well-being that is being just showered, rained constantly upon all that is. And yeah. this was not even from all that is. This was just from one aspect of all that is, from Mother Earth. And I just mm. could, I was just overwhelmed. And I remember that night I was like, gosh, I always thought it was sun and water that made grass grow, but it's love. That was the experience. It was so mind-blowing. So when you said, oh, you know, it's a process of unconditional love. Yeah, the whole path, the whole journey is about that, you know, and it's yeah. fine. You can meander however you want, yeah. but eventually you start figuring it out that it really is about 
anything on the frequency of love, you know, it can be joy, it can be lightness, it can be, you know, compassion, it can be appreciation, it can be whatever, the innovation, but it's that, that frequency of just everything is possible and just, it's all good and it's all good. It's all working out and it's this beautiful, harmonious Mm -hmm. singing of the spheres, singing of the everything. I've had that experience as well. Like the whole universe, like all the way from the microcosm to the macrocosm is just singing in harmony and we get really caught up in in kind of the nitty gritty because we're so close to things. But this is the this is the essence of my work and my my gift to everyone for those who this is new for, or if this helps expand their consciousness in some way and makes life easier for them. Zoom out, see things from a broader perspective. Mm, yeah. Look at it from the eyes of your higher self, from the eyes of the planet, from the eyes of mm. source, whatever. You know, get start to read Dolores Cannon's books, read, um, you know, Neville Goddard, read, listen to Bashar, Abraham Hicks, Seth, whatever resonates for you. But when you listen to this stuff, what they all do is they they help you see things from a broad perspective. And when you are able to do that, you're able to shift your perspective. You're able to see things from a different way. You're able to soften your opinions about everything. All of a sudden, you don't need to impose what you think on anyone else. You see things from such a cosmic perspective. It's all good. It's mm-hmm. all working out. Everyone's learning at their pace. Everyone's manifesting what they need to manifest. Right. You know, so when you do that, it just, that's where then you're healed. And then you can just start moving through life, enjoying, you know, and letting it unfold instead of being caught up in, you know, the problems. I love your wisdom. Manika, it's lovable, loving, and everything that has to do with love, <laughs> with that idea, concept of love. Thank you. So you are a holistic healing mindset coach and hypnosis practitioner. How do you work with your clients? One-on-one, online? Talk to me for a moment about them. Yeah, I work one-on-one uh, for the most part. And it's what I just, I love to do. And my coaching sessions, so I offer, you know, energy clearing sessions on, for example, using emotion code and uh, the very well-known tapping or emotional freedom technique, EFT, that I provide for for clients in one-on-one sessions so that they have something, a mind-body-spirit modality where they can actually clear their energy fields and they can kind of diffuse the charge of whatever it is that is feeling, having them feel unaligned. So whatever feelings they're having, even if it's physical or if it's mental or emotional, this is a mind, body, spirit technique. So that's something I do one-on-one. That's one of my offerings. And another one of my offerings, which I will be putting out shortly is soul speak offering, which is derived from the quantum healing hypnosis that I also offer. And the soul speak session is also an online session most of my sessions are online, except for my quantum healing hypnosis sessions, which are in person only. And the Soul Speak sessions uh, are really fantastic because they're talking about any kind of physical messaging that's going on in your body. So, chronic issues, physical issues, immune system issues, you name it, anything. It could be even something like, you know, skin problems, hair, thyroid whatever, or going to really extreme situations like, you know, cancer, skin cancer, etc. It's going to the basic messaging, the idea being that 
wellness is really what is always being showered upon you. But when we get misaligned in our energies, which is in our focus, our beliefs, our feelings mm-hmm. about things, our emotional state, if we do not get the messaging to get back into alignment and see things from that different perspective, allowing us to get back into alignment, then we are giving given messaging from the other side of ourselves. You can call it subconscious, your team, your guide, whatever. Or you can just say it's the physical manifestation of being out of alignment. So it's messaging you through your body and you're getting physical symptoms through your body. And so it's to get you back into alignment, which is often the way that people do. When things get really rough in their life, that's when they start looking at, okay, what's got to change? Something's got to change. So soul speak goes into the true underlying message of whatever physical discomfort or issue that you are having, which is really, really powerful. Yeah. Okay. And then I offer my coaching sessions, which are personalized. Basically, we talked a lot about the kind of work that I would do in a coaching session, but it would be personalized for that person because everybody has their own specific kind of what resonates for them and, and their own stories. So quantum healing hypnosis techniques. This is also based on uh, Dolores Cannon's work. And this is really profound. What's beautiful about this is the guidance is coming from within you. I put you into a deep state of relaxation, a theta state. And from this state, we ask the questions that you wanted to get clarity and healing around. And from that deep state, you have access to the same realm, the same kind of information when you're in your dream state. There's a lot of information there. And so your your inner guidance can come through and it will address these questions. And healing often takes place immediately because once you understand and have that shift in perspective, and if you are able to address it, the messaging system is whatever is messaging to you in your life will be will immediately and oftentimes immediately, sometimes it takes a bit longer, will just dissipate. So those are those are the bulk of my offerings, but they're all about really, really deep transformation, long-lasting transformation that is going to empower you for the rest of your life. You can use these things in any subject for the rest of your life. Where can we find more information about you? What is your website, Manika? My website is www caravel.com, which is my last name. So my name is Menika Kiravel, and my website is www.kiravel.com. That's K-I-R-A-V-E-L-L.com. Wonderful. I'll have that link on your podcast profile too. We'll be here. And two more questions for you, the ending questions. What is freedom to you? What is to be liberated? I think liberation is really in the mind and in the heart. It's a feeling. It's Mm -hmm. a feeling where anything is possible. Everything's working out. It's just truly, it's true. And it's not chasing the reflection. It's not chasing the conditions. There's this true feeling of, yeah, of of freedom. And I Mm -hmm. think also just practically speaking, it is being a master somewhat of your internal world. So I'm a huge proponent of meditation and contemplation, even potentially microdosing, uh, guided microdosing um, to expand your consciousness. But I think that 
at the end of the day, having that practice, uh, I give a lot of my clients the mental diet approach. Mm-hmm. Getting into the getting into the habit of seeing, of correlating, seeing the correlations, tracking what's going on internally and what's going on externally. You prove it to yourself. And so there's freedom when you start to become a master of your internal world, when you start to understand where is my focus going? Mm-hmm. You know, when you become the witness and you can start to observe and it's not about controlling or forcing. It's kind of like gently guiding it back into alignment, you know, saying, choosing at times, you know, I could go down this road, down this slippery path in my mind into these stories and this kind of expansion. But you know what? I've been there before. It doesn't feel so good. Right. And I also find that it wastes my time. It's a slippery slope. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to X, Y, Z, you know, focus on something that feels good, meditate, sleep, rest, relax, you know, get into a flow state, whatever. It's just choice by choice by choice. So I think there's freedom in that also. It's it's a feeling. And I think it's also um, brought about through a practice of really getting to know yourself, getting to know your mind, what works for you, and being able to consciously choose alignment again and again and again and again and again. And there's freedom in that. And my last question is, what is another word for life? suppose it's the manifestation of love. Mm. Oh, wow. (laughs) The manifestation of love, manifestation of all that is. Thank you so much, Manika, for your presence. Thank you. Your beautiful intention, your loving and lovable work. It's truly beautiful. Thank you. So we'll talk soon. Take good care. Thank you. Yeah, bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Manika Kiraval and her work, please visit kiraval.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>